Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. This is Apostle Calvin Brown of Christ Be Glorified Ministries. And welcome to another broadcast centered around the kingdom of God. Amen. So just a pleasure to bring you these messages every week. <clears throat> For those who don't know, who may have just happened upon this broadcast, we, we preach two times a week, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Sunday at 11 11 a.m. Amen. So we've been talking about God raising up his people into maturity. In fact, that's what we do. We preach and teach to bring you into a revelation of the kingdom of God. If you are to engage in the kingdom, then you must increase the same way that the kingdom of God increases. You must mature. You must be perfected. Amen. In fact, that is the way of God. If you're going to be in relationship with the Lord, it is according to truth. He requires it. God requires truth in the inward parts if you're going to deal to deal with the Lord. So this, we are in a time, we're in a prophetic time. This is a dangerous time for those who do not know the Lord. Amen. But for those who know the Lord, this is an exciting time as we walk with the Lord and get the victory. We know what's going on because as we walk with the Lord, that he tells us what's going on. The Bible declares, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. So the difference of knowing God is that we actually walk in his light. We acknowledge him, whatever he shows us, amen. We acknowledge it and we behave accordingly as God would have us to behave righteously according to what he has told us. Amen. So I want to start in the book of Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, chapter 8 and verse 18. It says, Hear my, and the children whom the Lord has given me, we are for signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells in Zion. So Isaiah so is a type of Jesus. Amen. His name means the Lord saves or the Lord is Savior. Amen. So he's, he, he is a type of Jesus. And he is saying, I, the Lord Jesus, and the children that God has given. So God has given Jesus children. Amen. That we are for signs and for wonders. Amen. So God, he gave the name to Isaiah for his children. Amen. And the children were for a sign to show what God was doing in this earth realm. So we are in a prophetic time that the Lord Jesus and his children, amen, are operating according to what God is doing in this earth realm, amen. We operate in signs and wonders and, and miracles to show forth what God is doing. But the key to being children of God is to know God, amen, and to respond to God. The Bible declares in Hebrews chapter 12, it says that if you refuse the correction, the chastening of the Lord, then you are illegitimate and no children. You're not children if you refuse to respond to God according to obedience, even receiving his correction, his chastening. Amen. That's how we are God's children. Amen. And so one of Isaiah's children was, it spoke of that God always would have a remnant. Amen. One of the children, one of the children name meant that the, the prey hastens, the spoil hastens, or the, or the prey 
goes, hastens quickly to the spoil. And so God was dealing with the enemies of Israel, Judah, amen, form of Syria, different ones, amen, who were proud and had come against God's people. And so God would deal with the enemies which are, which are of the Lord. So I want you to see this. It says, ah, so think of Jesus. And the children that God gave Jesus, we are the children of the Lord. We are for signs and wonders. We are appointed for signs and wonders. Amen. The Bible says in Daniel, I believe 11, 4, it talks about that they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. So the, the key to signs and wonders is knowing God. The, the key to thriving in this tumultuous time is to know God. Amen. Amen. The Bible talks about St. John chapter 17. It talks about how that this is eternal life to know the Father God and whom God has sent. Amen. And so I think that's around verse four, that this is eternal life. So eternal life is knowing God. Amen. Eternal life is not just to say the sinner's prayer. That is the beginning. That is the beginning of knowing, knowing the Lord, the Father God and the Lord Jesus by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who reveals, the Bible says, or declares the Lord, expounds declare, shows, manifest. The Holy Spirit shows the Lord. Amen. And so this is a dangerous time for people that don't know their God, but God is calling his people unto himself, into covenant, into intimacy. He is correcting the things that we had wrong, so to speak. The Bible says, Lord, forgive me of presumptuous sins. David said, Psalms 19, Lord, forgive me of presumptuous sins, assuming, thinking that I knew something, but every day with the Lord shall be different as, as the Lord reveals himself and gives you the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding to walk with him, to walk, to walk in that light. Amen. And so in Hebrews chapter 2, the book of Hebrews, chapter 2, verses 10 through 13. So there's been some misconceptions, some, some, some misconceptions, preconceptions, presumptions, amen, for those who have thought that they have walked with the Lord. Amen. The thing that God wants to clear up to the body of Christ is that people believe that they can walk in their own ways. They say, okay, I'm saved. Now I can do what I want to do and I can bring God in by faith on the stuff that I want to do. Amen. But that is not walking with the Lord. You walk with the Lord according to his ways and not your ways. My ways are not your ways, saith the Lord. Neither are my thoughts your thoughts. As, as high as the heaven is above the earth, are my ways from your ways and my thoughts from your thoughts. Isaiah 55. Amen. And so because we walk in our own ways, that we walk under a veil. We don't know God the way that we believe that we know God. And yet eternal life is knowing God. That we're knowing is not a one-time word. It is a progressive, continual word. Amen. So I know my wife, not one time. I continually know my wife. Amen. So the, so the revelation, amen, of knowing the Lord is actually discovering the treasure, the pearl of great price, the treasure. Knowing the Lord is tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. If somebody says, Oh, I've been there, done that. You know, I used to be a Christian. I said, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you were not. Amen. Amen. That's, that's not how it works. If you actually know the Lord, it increases. Amen. In everything, wisdom, knowledge, 
understanding the Bible says in his presence is fullness of joy at his right hands are pleasures forevermore no you did not you did not know the Lord you did not spend time in his presence <laughs> amen for the love of the Lord will capture you amen if you allow the Lord to love you have you ever been loved some people say I've never been loved amen that's why I keep going to wrong relationship where well, the Lord will love you. Amen. He is a father to the fatherless. Amen. That he is a husband to widows. Amen. Amen. Wherever there is a deficit, the Lord will fill it up with himself. Amen. He will cause you to discover what life is. He will cause you to, to discover joy and happiness and peace by knowing him. Amen. And so those who know, they go after the Lord. They seek to find. They ask. Amen. They knock so, so that it shall be opened unto them. Amen. So Hebrews chapter 2, verses 10 through 13. For it was fitting for him, Jesus, for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through his through his sufferings amen so jesus amen it was fitting for him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory so how do you become a son of God. Amen. It is it is by the glory. Amen. It is it is being a son of glory. Amen. And so Jesus is bringing us into that place to be filled with glory and to be covered by his glory. You know, when there is trouble, I said there is dangerous times. You have to look for cover. Amen. And so that's the clarion call, amen, the Lord is, is crying out, the ways of man are failing and have failed, amen. And so people are learning this. There's, there's panic set in. And so many people are looking for answers. They're, they're searching for cover, amen. And so it is the Lord who covers those who were in trouble, amen. There, there is a scripture that says that the Lord, that love covers a multitude of transgressions. A lot of people misunderstand that. Love covers a multitude of transgressions. That doesn't mean that love will cover you while you transgress or sin. That's not what that means. Amen. That means that you can come to the Lord to be clean, to rid yourself. Love will cover. A multitude, you say, I've done this, I've done this, I'm so ashamed. Love will cover a multitude of transgressions as you come unto the Lord. So he provides a covering in, this, in these last days. He's our pavilion. And he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. He is, he is our covering. He is our protection. So the first thing is to come out from the world. And so this is not supposed to be a hard thing for those who say that they are already saved. This was supposed to already be happening. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Amen. And I will be your God. So God wants to be your God. He, he is calling you out of the world. Amen. Think of it this way. In the world, there are volcanoes erupting. Amen. There are earthquakes. Amen. There are the 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 all sorts of weather, amen, and floods, and rain, and hail. I mean, I'm just saying that for a type, amen. There are things happening in the world you need to be, you need to be covered, amen. So the first thing God will call you out of the world, out of the world's system, amen. The things that befall the world will not befall you if you come to God. God says that I will not allow any of the diseases of Egypt to come upon you. Egypt is a type of the world. 
He says that I will not allow those diseases. What a promise. The things that the world are going through, that God's people are different. So here's, here's the crux of the matter. What am I trying to say? Salvation is abiding. Salvation is a continuation of knowing God. You don't put God on a shelf. You don't do what you want to do. Amen. Once you get saved, the Lord continues to save you from peril and danger. Amen. The Lord continues to cover you, protect you. Amen. To let people know that these are my people. Amen. And I have called them unto myself. Amen. Exodus chapter 19, the book of Exodus chapter 19 verses 4 through 6. Amen. So being born again, being called the people of God, knowing God, that it is a difference. So God has things that he has prepared for his people. He has an identity. He has a calling. In verse four, he says, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people. For all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. So God's speaking to Moses, and he says some interesting things. He says, I brought you to myself. Amen. So what God does and what he is doing his people he brings to himself. He is separating people out of the world. Egypt is a type of world, of the world. He delivered his people out of Egypt. And now he says, I have brought you unto myself. Now, in the presence of the Lord, of being close to the Lord, you can see how you're supposed to see. Amen. Because God comes in his glory. And the glory reveals the truth. Amen. And so the people that are brought out of the world, brought unto the Lord, into his glory, they can begin to see according to what is right. So then he says, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant. So God brings his people to himself and he commands us to obey his voice and to keep his covenant. That's the word of God. Then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people for all the earth is mine. So God says, I want you to be my people, my own special people. So he gives them the, the process of how it works. I'll bring it to myself. Amen. I give you what comes with me. In other words, as you begin to know God, amen, he will give you the faith. The Bible says he's given to everyone the measure of faith. He will give you the grace seeing that everyone has the gift according to the grace of God, the gifts according to the grace of God. In other words, the ability to live the life that God has called. What is the life? To be a kingdom of priests. Amen. So it is to be kings and to be priests. Kings means to reign and rule in life. It is what the Lord told Adam of what he spoke about Adam in Psalms chapter eight, that he crowned him with glory and honor. The ability to have dominion and to rule from God is because God crowned him with glory and honor. God's crown, he gave Adam of his crown, the ability to rule as long as Adam was submitted unto his crown. So God says that he has called us to be kings and priests. So Jesus is the king of kings, amen. So Jesus reigns, amen. He reigns in heaven and he actually reigns in earth through lordship as people receive him as Lord and allows him to reign, amen. Every time he reigns, his kingdom comes, amen. And so now we are his children, so to speak. And as he is, so are we, 
And so we reign with his anointing. We reign with his dominion. We reign with his name. We reign with his word. Amen. So Jesus is king of kings. And so the fact that we reign with Jesus, it, it says that we are in a kingdom. Amen. You reign according to the kingdom that you belong to. Amen. We belong to the kingdom of God. Jesus is the king of kings. We are his children. Amen. So in Hebrews, in, in, let me finish in Exodus. I'm sorry, Exodus. It says, and you shall be to me, verse six, a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which shall, which you shall speak to the children of Israel. So let's go back to Hebrews, back to Hebrews chapter two, amen. Hebrews chapter two, it says, verse 11, for he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one. For which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will sing praise unto you. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, here I am in the children that God has given me. Amen. It says in verse 10, for it was fitting for him, Jesus, for whom are all things and by whom are all things, into bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. Amen. So what is Jesus doing? Jesus is making sons. Amen. Sons of glory that are seed likened unto him. Every seed produces after his kind. That we are to operate in in the glory of God. We are to be kings and priests. This is what God has designed for us, to be kings and priests unto God. In Revelation 5.10, the book of Revelations, chapter 5, verse 10. It says, and God has made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. So God made us kings to reign upon the earth. Amen. I said, Jesus is the king of kings. Priest speaks to ministry, serving God. Amen. And serving God's people. Amen. So what has God designed for us? To be kings and to be priests. But this can only occur according to Exodus chapter 19 is if we come unto God or God brings us unto himself, amen, that we are sanctified, separated out of the world. You cannot be a king and priest unless you're willing to be separated out of the world. He who sanctifies and the ones that he sanctifies are one, amen. So how are we one? Through sanctification. We're separated unto God, and we are separated out of the world. We are on the Lord's side. We are sons of God, sons of glory. We are one with God. Now we can reign as kings. Amen. Now we can be kings and priests unto God. Amen. We see it again in 1 Peter chapter 2, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 9. It says, coming to him, Jesus, as a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. So again, coming to the Lord. You also, as living stones, are being built up into a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices 
acceptable to the Lord. Therefore, it's also contained in the scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion, a chief cornerstone, elect, precious. To he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, if to you who believe he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble being disobedient to the word to which they were also appointed. Now, verse nine, your chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. So you have been called out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And so to be God's own special people or peculiar people, you call the people of God. Amen. If you come to God, amen, allow the Lord to bring you unto himself, amen, and to identify, amen, as a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, to proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness. So we are a kingdom, amen, we are in a kingdom where we are kings and priests unto God, amen, only if we are God's people, amen. The Lord is separating us unto himself. Amen. He is ridding the world off of us and from us. That, that was the whole deal of when he delivered his people out of Egypt. Amen. He tested them and tried them to see if they would obey. But they had Egypt in their heart or they had the world in their heart. So they did not allow the Lord to separate them. They did not operate as kings and priests. They did not operate as God's own special people. Now, God's own special people are just that. God wants to show that these are his people, that we are his people. Amen. So there will be a difference. There will be a distinction between God's people and Egypt or the world. In Exodus, Exodus chapter 11, Exodus chapter 11, verse 7. It says, but against none of the children of Israel shall a dog move its tongue against man or beast, that you may know that the Lord does make a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. So none of the plagues came upon the children of Israel. Amen. And even the last plague, the death of the firstborn, because they applied the blood of Jesus over the doorpost and the threshold of their houses, that, that none of those plagues, why did God do that? God says, I want to make a distinction. I want to show those that the plagues are hitting, these are not my people, <laughs> amen. And those that the plagues are not hitting, those who are protected, people should say, hey, what's going on? What's different about these people? They're God's people, amen, special peculiar people, and it was actually for anyone who would believe. The Bible says that even in those days, amen, that if there was a stranger, if, if there was a foreigner in the land, if there was even an Egyptian who would believe the word of the Lord to apply the blood of the Passover lamb, that they would be included in the salvation they would be included in the deliverance by honoring, holy God, honoring the blood of Jesus. Amen. So God made a distinction. What does that have to do with us? I'm, I'm preaching my heart out to tell you that that is what God is saying, that people have been camped out into the world. They have not been separated unto the Lord, so they don't know the Lord. And so if they don't know the Lord, they don't know as they ought to know. They don't have the answers for what is happening to those that are in the world. But if you were God's special people, it would be a sign and a wonder to the people in the world. That there is a God that makes a distinction and makes a difference that I need to receive this God is my God. Amen. So the people of the world would see 
God's people are different. Amen. We accept, we don't act like the world. What do I mean? I got I gotta break it down. <clears throat> we don't act like the world. We don't receive the things of the world. We don't do the things that the world does. We don't receive their entertainment. Amen. We don't respond the way that the world responds. Amen. What do I mean by that? If you belong to God, and if there was a plague, a pestilence in the land, amen, that does not have anything to do with you. Now, for people that don't know their God, that's a, that's a hard saying that I, I just said. Because the Bible declares that the Lord is the Lord who heals us. He's given us his name. And we are called by his name. Amen. Who am I? I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm the whole of the Lord because he's the Lord who heals us. He doesn't even allow it. Amen. Amen. You said, brother, you, you're going too far. You got to use common sense. Huh? What? <laughs> common sense? What is stronger than the word of God? What, what is stronger, man's intelligence or God's wisdom? Amen. 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 God's kingdom operates by his wisdom. Amen. But the world says this, but what did God say? The promise of God for us to be his peculiar people are to hear his voice and to obey his covenant. Amen. We would be his own special people. God would make a distinction, a difference between us and the world. The things of the world would not touch us. Amen. But you know, did you know that if a brother or sister say such thing, that those who have the spirit of the world would wish that they would come down with something? It's, it's, a, it's a shame and it is a disgrace mm -hmm. that if you spoke boldly in the Lord, that the Lord is the Lord, God who heals me. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I was healed, it was, it was the Lord and he yeah. keeps me whole. They, they would, now think about it. I, I want you to know the kingdom is all about kingdoms and spirits. What is it that would agitate you if somebody says that I apply the blood of Jesus to my household, amen, and the Lord has kept us, amen, from the things that befall the world? What is it that would agitate you? No, hallelujah, amen, amen. You're like, I wish that something bad would happen to them. That spirit, you need to know that it's the devil. Amen. You, you're operating by the spirit which is of the world. Amen. So God is teaching you a different way. He has to call you unto himself. And according to Hebrews chapter 2, Jesus will begin to sanctify you. Amen. For you to be one with him. He's not ashamed to call you brethren. So the one who sanctifies and the, and the ones who are sanctified all are one. Amen. And so God has called us to be peculiar. Amen. To be a kingdom of king and priest. Amen. To be who God has called you to be, you must come to God. Amen. For, and for God to bring you into himself, that is, that is a process. Amen. You, you, you can't just go gallivanting out, amen, when God calls you. He, he, he gives you himself. He gives you his presence. He gives you his glory. He begins to teach you, amen. The Bible says we have an option from the Holy One that teaches us all things, amen. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, 1 Timothy chapter 2. Amen. When we were saved, it was just the beginning of knowing God. It was the pathway, the entranceway to knowing God. 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. God who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So you're saved and you come to the knowledge of the truth. So knowing God is continuous. Amen. You never say, I know everything about God. I know everything that God has to teach. We come to God and he teaches us. It is, it is humbling. You let go of the things that are of the world so that you can be taught 
taught of the Lord. As you know the Lord, his strength becomes your strength. Amen. They that know their God shall be strong and do exploit. Second Peter. Second Peter chapter three and verse nine. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise and some count slackness, but is long suffering toward us not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Amen. So God does not want you to perish, but that everyone to come to repentance. And somebody says that means to be saved. And that is true. Repent means to turn your back on the old and to receive the new that God has. To, to turn your back on your ways. To turn your back on sin. Amen. And so I'm here to tell you, that is true that if you would confess the Lord Jesus, if you would believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you shall be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. But that knowing God causes you to be continually saved from what? The world. Amen. The Lord delivered us from this present evil world. Jesus delivered us from this present evil world. How? By being brought unto God. How? By being brought into his kingdom. To be brought into his presence. The Bible says, Psalms 91, only with my eyes shall I look and see the reward of the wicked. I'm not participating when God pays back the wicked for their wickedness that I'm looking out of the glory only with, with my eyes, amen, is not affecting me, amen. You say, well, things affecting me a little bit, then draw closer unto the Lord because the kingdom is real, amen. The kingdom will keep you until you are in heaven. The Lord will keep you. He says that, he promises, amen, that no one is able to pluck you out of his hand. The Bible talked about that all that are given to Jesus, that he would lose nothing. Amen. Amen. So you belong to the Lord. You say, well, I don't know him like that. Well, that's what the Lord is saying. You're going to have to know him like that because these are the last days. And that is your answer. And that is your salvation. And that is your deliverance, knowing God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That is your salvation. That it doesn't matter how crazy the world gets, and the world is crazy. <laughs> Amen. The world has lost its mind. Amen. It does not have the mind of God. Amen. And the world is bold and, and, and braggadocious. And, and, and the world is prideful in its evil ways. Amen. The world does not regard you. The world wants to wipe you out. Amen. And so God has called you. Unto himself, that's what he's saying. I called you unto me to be my own special people, to rule, to reign and to rule, to be kings and priests, to serve me, amen, to minister unto me and to minister unto my people, amen. In John chapter 6, St. John chapter 6, verse 44. Amen. So, so what is, what am I saying? I'm saying, I'm not saying you're not saved. I'm saying God wants to continually bless you and help you. Jesus means savior. Amen. You call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved. He wants to, he wants to continually cover you and love you so that, that the things of the world will not befall you. And even if they try to do something, that no weapon formed against you should prosper. Amen. You're able to condemn every word that they've spoken against you in judgment. This is the right and privilege of all of all the saints. Amen. To speak a thing into existence, to decree a thing and have it to come to pass and to be protected. You know, that the, the, the world is trying to use witchcraft. There's a union, if you don't know it, between all the institutions whether it is education, the books, they, they're giving the kids the books about witchcraft. You need to read this book. This is very deep and, and heavy. And all it is is witchcraft, amen, and spells, amen. The, 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 the intelligence agencies 
are studying how that the devil's crowd can levitate or that to, to try to get into people's minds. They're trying to merge technology, artificial intelligence, and, and witchcraft. Why? Because they cannot control the child of God. Hallelujah. Amen. They have tried everything, everything to control you, to get you to do what they want you to do. Amen. So St. John chapter six, verse 44, it says, no one can come to me, Jesus, unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up at the last day. So Jesus says that no one can come to me unless the father draws him. So you're coming unto the Lord is because the Lord is drawing you. Amen. Amen. Hosea, Hosea 11, 4. <clears throat> Hosea 11, 4. It says, I drew them with gentle cords, with bands of love, and I was to them as those who take the yoke from their neck. I stooped and fed them. Amen. So this is the process. The Lord was drawing you out of the world. Listen, it's, it's, heaven is not fire insurance. When you are brought into the relationship of being born again, it's just that you're brought into a relationship and fellowship with the Lord where he delivers you out of the world. The spirit of the world and the things of the world you cannot stand. You hate the spirit of the world. You hate the things of God, of the world. You love the things of God. Amen. And so that's what the Bible says about Jesus. Amen. How God anointed him with the oil of gladness above his fellows because he loved righteousness, the things of God. He hated lawlessness. Amen. So the anointing, the strength came, amen, because he hated iniquity and he loved righteousness. So, how did you get saved? The Lord drew you. No man can come to the Father unless he is first drawn, or no man can come to Jesus unless he is first drawn by the Father. How does the Lord draw you? With courts of love, with bands of love. That's how you got saved. Well, I'm here to tell you the Lord wants you to know that once you got saved, that was not the end of it. It was the beginning of knowing him. Amen. You entered, you know, into the kingdom. The Bible says, add unto your faith, virtue, virtue, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, love and faith. If all these things be yours, you, you shall neither be barren or unfruitful in the things of God. The kingdom you, you're, you're adding unto, you, you entered in and it is, it is the love of God that drew you. Amen. And so you tasted of that love, something that was real. That's the only thing that can change you. That's the only thing that can touch your heart. Everything that people say that God does, the world says, well, we can do it too. Mm -hmm. Detached from the Lord. It is, it is, um, it is the, the um, Egyptian um, sorcerers. Amen. That Moses throw down his stick his staff to become a serpent. The sorcerers do the, the same thing. They try to turn water into blood. But there comes a point where the sorcerers cannot reproduce what God is doing. They have no answer for a person that has been touched by the love of God. Amen. They have no answer for a person who says, I love the Lord. I lay down my life, whatever he tells me to do. Amen. That they can threaten him. They can try to punish him. They can try to hurt him. They can try to put him in jail. But he's been touched by the love of God. And so that's where God is trying to bring his people. Amen. So that he can touch your life. He can touch your heart with his love. So he draws you with his love. So you came to the Lord through two things, through the drawing by the love of God and through repentance. You had to turn your back 
You had to acknowledge that you needed to be saved. Amen. So it is through repentance and through the drawing of the Lord that you were saved. And so continually knowing the Lord, those, those same concepts are still working. The Lord continues to draw you. Amen. And you continue to repent by acknowledging the truth. The Lord delivers you out of Egypt. He delivers you out of the world. And what I found is that the Lord has to train you, has to teach you. He has to show you. You don't even know certain things are of the world and they are a part of your life and you like it and you want it. But if you spend time in the presence of the Lord, you would not want it. (laughs) The Lord would be greater. You would turn your back on those things that you thought could satisfy. You turn your back on those things where the world is actually imitating the Lord in an evil way. They have taken the Lord's name in vain. The the Lord is the one who heals. They say that they could heal. The Lord is the one who can deliver. They say we can talk, 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 talk to you. That that will be your deliverance. Amen. They they the the world says that we are the one. We got we got libraries full of knowledge. Amen. We got computers full of knowledge. And that that very world wants you to turn your back on the Lord. They say Christians are weak, amen, and yet we operate by the wisdom of God, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, amen, that we're able to discern, amen, what, what book, amen, is really the drawing of the devil to try to draw you away. From the things of God, amen. So we come to Jesus through drawing, the drawing, amen, through cords of love and through repentance, and that continues. That's the message God wants you to know. Through intimacy with the Lord, he continues to draw you into himself, amen. And repentance happens when you acknowledge the truth and turn your back on the lie. Amen. Then you're honoring the Lord above above the lie. Amen. In St. John chapter 17. St. John chapter 17 verses 16 through 19. Jesus praying for the They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. So Jesus sanctified himself unto God so that he could sanctify the disciples by The Lord's word, the word was the truth. Amen. Why? Because he was sending them into the world to minister in the world, but they were not to be a part of the world. So the only way to do that is through sanctification. You you cannot participate with with the world, amen, and get results, not God results, amen. The, the, The Bible talks about that how we are not supposed to fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. So unfruitful means you can't get the results. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful. Does not produce results, not godly results. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. So Jesus sanctifies us. He's praying for the disciples and that prayer still continues to the Christians now that we have to be sanctified out of the world to go back into the world, amen. And ministers, we are supposed to be an example, those that we bring unto ourselves, amen. We sanctify ourselves to sanctify them. We preach a message of sanctification, amen. Colossians chapter one, the book of Colossians, Chapter 1, verse 23. 
It says, if indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. <clears throat> so the Bible declares you have to continue, amen, in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and not to move away from the hope of the gospel. What is the hope? The, the hope is the, the vision, amen. The Bible says, now bideth faith, hope, and love. Hope is the picture of righteousness that you use your faith to obtain. Amen. If if you need it to be healed, the hope of the gospel is to be healed. Amen. That's the vision. Amen. That you break beyond the veil by your, your faith. It becomes yours. It's, it is not bound up. It's loosed. Amen. In this earth whatsoever is loosed in heaven is loosed. Whatever is loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. What is ever is bound, amen, on this earth is bound in heaven. And so the, the vision of righteousness, what is right, what God intended, precious promises, the covenant that we alluded to, the covenant, amen, that financial success for, for the gospel, amen. It is he that gives us the power to get wealth, to establish his covenant in this earth. Amen. We work for the Lord. Amen. We prosper for the Lord. <laughs> Amen. People say, I just want to be rich. I want to have this. We prosper for the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 and 2. It says, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, and in which you stand, by which you also are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, Unless you believed in vain. This is what I'm saying. Salvation is a continuous thing. You didn't just get saved and left the Lord. You have to abide in him. Abide in the light. Amen. God is light. In him is, there's no darkness at all. Amen. The Bible says that you are children of light and he will give you light. What is your light? Your light is your life. Amen. He illuminates what is the truth. That is your daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. The light of God will illuminate you of what is the truth. And in any ways that you are not walking in the light, then you must turn away from the darkness. And this is new teaching to a lot of people. Amen. You, you don't say what well, God knows. Amen. God, God knows. You, you must acknowledge in all that ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. You must acknowledge or the things may slip away. They may slip away. You may forget. Amen. You, it's like a pillar unto the Lord. You, it, is, it, is, it is like Jacob erecting a pillar unto the Lord and pour, pouring the anointing oil on it. He remembered when he did that. Amen. That, that was when he met the Lord. Amen. And so I'm not saying that you're sin conscious. I'm saying that to flow with God, to know him, if you are carrying darkness, you say, well, brother, is it possible to carry darkness and, and to be a child of God? The Bible says clearly that it is your eyes supposed to be single. The Bible says having no part darkness, if the light of what you're seeing by is darkness, the Bible says, how great is that darkness that is keeping you from knowing God, that's taking a place in your heart that the Lord is supposed to have, that darkness. And so the Lord wants me to tell you to every time the Lord shows you by the light that something is not of him, acknowledge it. Say, Lord, I hear you. I repent of that. Fill that area with yourself. Amen. What you want me to have. I've been carrying this thing and that place is supposed to be, is supposed to be your place. Amen. One last scripture, I hope. <laughs> in, in 1 Peter, 
First Peter chapter one. And verse five. First Peter chapter one, verse five. <clears throat> Who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. So the Bible says, this is not the only scripture, that the Lord keeps us by his power. We are kept by the power of God. Amen. The Bible says that the Lord is able to keep us spirit, soul, and body until the day of the Lord. So we are kept by his power. So that is our life or our fellowship with the Lord. Amen. To be born again, amen, is to be acquainted with his power, to be kept by God. So God keeps you from evil, the Bible says. He keeps you from the plans and the desires of the devil. He keeps you from this, this world, this world system, the spirit that is of the world. By his power, that's salvation. God keeping you by his power. That is the continuation of salvation in your life. It is the benefit of belonging to God. Amen. For God to be your God and for you to be his people. And so for many people, there was no distinction between the Christian and the person that was that was in the world. But God says there's supposed to be a difference. There's benefits to belonging to God. Amen. It is a process of coming to God and acknowledging the truth. It is actually it is a process of getting to know the, the, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one the Bible says, who dwells in you jealously. The Holy Spirit is the one that make you to belong to God. He seals you with the signet ring of the king that you belong to God. You're marked by God. So you're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Amen. And so that you have to honor the Holy Spirit. Now, this is what I found out. As you begin to honor the Holy Spirit, he will point you to Jesus. He will point you to the Father God. Amen. And so Jesus and the Father God sent the Holy Spirit into this earth. Amen. To bring you into intimacy with the Lord of knowing, knowing the Lord so that your salvation would not be just a quick prayer. And then you going about living in the world or doing the best that you can. Amen. The Lord wants to be your God. So you have to do his word. You have to try him <laughs> that he will show you. You have to taste and see that the Lord is good. You have to be different. You, you can't even look at your friends. You said nobody is, is radical like that. You, you're the one to set them on fire. <laughs> Holy Ghost. You're the one, amen, to be caught on fire by the Lord and to catch others on fire. So Father God, we thank you for this word. We thank you, Lord, that you're bringing us into the knowledge of the truth. Amen. You are not willing that any should perish, but all should come into the knowledge of the truth. Amen. The knowledge of the truth also is repentance. Amen. People have forgotten or never known how to repent. God's leaders do not know how to lead his people the people into repentance, amen. They say it's not a thing. And so we have to awaken people, amen, that you have to come out of the world, amen. You have to get the spirit of the world off of you, the desire of the world off of you. So Father God, I help to lead your people into repentance, Father. Forgive us of our sins, omission and commission. Forgive us for loving the things that are of the world, all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, they're of the world and not of God. And the Bible declares that we are not supposed to love the world. Amen. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. Whosoever will be a friend of the world makes, makes themselves an enemy of God. Amen. So Lord, we don't want to be your enemy. We want to walk with you, Lord God. We want the truth, the, the truth that brings joy, that makes us laugh, amen, that makes our face shine, that brightens our eyes, that lifts 
the burdens, amen, that, that shows us, amen, that you are approachable, that you are embraceable, <laughs> amen. We want the truth, amen, and we will accept the truth. We will acknowledge the truth and we will draw closer to you. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com and you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much and God bless you.